0: Thank you to our media ministry. Man, to all of you this morning, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of what God is doing. We believe that he is a miracle working God. Let me also begin by saying we are certainly praying for our president, the president of the United States. Pray that his full recovery, that God will restore his health and pray that next year he have a whole lot of time to get better. Amen. More time to get rest and that God will bless him in a very special way. We also want to say that it is 30 days today before the election. 30 days today before the election. We have instituted a program here, launched a program called High Five. High five is simply everybody identify five people that you are responsible for making sure that they vote. Our former first lady, Michelle Obama said in such a profound way that when others go low, we go high. Going high means to making sure that everybody vote. We've already begun this, we are finding great success I've had grandparents to say that their grandkids have committed to them to go out to vote. But we think that that is our reasonable duty. Uh, The protests were fine. They all had their purpose in place. Now it's time to vote. Beginning Monday here in South Carolina and other states, you have already begun. You can start early voting. You can go to polling places that have been designated to vote, absentee voting also. We have a list on our webpage, places in Richland County, places throughout South Carolina where you can go and vote early. Go and vote, amen. All of the protests, all of the complaining, none of that matters if in fact we do not vote. Thank you. For honoring that sacred cherished sacrifice that so many have made so that we can have the right to vote and pray for our country, pray for our leaders, pray that God will give them strength and that God will give them wisdom. There's a word from the Lord this morning as we get into God's holy word. As we continue the series That God has given us entitled Seeing Others as God Sees Them. Seeing Others as God Sees Them. At the beginning of this year of 2020, it seems like now such a long time ago, God gave us a theme entitled Perfect Vision. We said as we introduced that theme, that Perfect Vision is seeing as God sees. We had no idea what 2020 would be like. We had no earthly idea of all the things that we would encounter. All of the homegone services of those who lost their life to this horrific virus. All of the other heartbreaks and disappointments. We had no idea of The loved ones and the leaders even in this ministry, Deacon Chip Jackson and others, who will go on to be with the Lord. But throughout all of that, we still know that God is still good. And God is still challenging us to have perfect vision, to see things as God sees them. This is the series in which we've been challenged To see what others are going through as God sees them. The text for this morning's message is a very powerful, inspirational, wonderful gospel narrative. That is found in the gospel of St. Mark chapter 10 and verses 46 to verse 52. One of my favorite gospel narrative, one of my favorite miracles In the Bible, in fact, it is a part of a series that we did five years ago as we looked at the miracles that Jesus performed. God has instructed us to include this narrative again in this series. St. Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46, reading from the New Living Translation. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Then they reach Jericho and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. Verse 47 says, When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout. One translation says he began to yell, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, verse forty nine says, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here to me. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said, Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat jumped up and came to Jesus. Verse 51 says Jesus says to him what do you want me to do for you? Look at this again. What is it that you want me to do for you? Hmm. Bartimaeus answered my rabbi my leader the blind man said I want to see and this and verse 52 concludes the text and it says and Jesus said to him go for your faith has healed you and instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his holy word. The series once again is entitled Seeing Others as God Sees Them. For the next few moments I want to speak to you from this subject. Lord, I really need a miracle. Lord, I really need a miracle. It is often said that all of us, no matter who we are or what our position in life might be, we all have at some point in our life. This is so important to understand this in the context of this series. We all have at some point in our life felt a sense of desperation, particularly as it relates to a pressing or an urgent need in our lives. A sense of desperation in which perhaps others may have seen us as being desperate, being a nuisance Others may have seen us as being uh, despicable. Others may have seen us even as being hopeless. But these were times in all of our lives in which the truth of the matter is we really just needed a miracle. We were desperate, but we weren't hopeless. We just needed a touch from the Lord. Listen, the noted secular author by the name of Henry David Thoreau is quoted as saying, and I'll quote, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. This simply says that most of us. At times in our life have been in a situation in which we were desperate, Henry David Thoreau says it 's called quiet desperation. Folk may have looked at us and we looked normal. Folk may have seen us, nothing on the outside has changed, but we were living a life of quiet desperation. We really. Needed something to happen, something supernatural to happen in our lives, in our family lives, with our finances, with our careers, with raising our sons and daughters. We all have been there. Some of us are there right now. In fact, God said to me as I was putting this message together weeks ago. God said to me, and I am convinced of this, that some of life's greatest blessings occur after going through times of desperation. Look back over your life. Reflect back over your life. Think about times in your life that God turned things around. Something great happened in your life. Oftentimes. It happens after times of desperation, times in which our backs were against the wall, times in which we did not know how things would turn out. There are many examples in the Bible of this. I want to share with you just three quick examples before we get into the text. David, having gone through his Ziklag experience. First Samuel chapter 30, David went through his Ziklag experience because his camp had been burned down. His family had been kidnapped and those men who had followed him, the text says, were threatening to kill him. But the Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. After Ziklag. Please note this. After Ziklag. David went on to become the greatest king. In the history of the nation of Israel. After Ziklag. God turned things around. And blessed David. Unlike he had ever blessed him before. Ruth. Ruth. After hitting rock bottom, Ruth chapter one, Ruth remained faithful. Ruth (coughs) later became a matriarch in the history of the people of Israel. It was Ruth who lost her husband. It was Ruth who had relocated from her homeland of Moab. It was Ruth who found herself in a strange place in a strange land. But yet those iconic words written in Ruth chapter one in which she says to her mother-in-law Naomi, where you go, I will go. And where you live, I will live. And your people shall be my people and your God shall be my God. God turned it around for Ruth. She later married the richest man In the land, Ruth is listed as part of the heritage of Israel. Somebody say, but God. (coughs) Ruth did this because Ruth never gave up. Even in the midst of her desperation, she trusts that God would make a way somehow. And then the third example is King Jehoshaphat. Second Chronicles chapter 20, uh, we hear the story of King Jehoshaphat and the nation of Judah who were under siege. They were being attacked by enemies from all over. The Bible says Jehoshaphat prayed and worshiped God, said to God, we don't know what to do. We are helpless. We have no might against this strong army. And the Bible says God turned to Jehoshaphat and said to him, you have no need to fight this fight. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord for the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. Listen, King Jehoshaphat's desperation turned to celebration when he realized that this was not his fight. When he realized that I can trust God, even when I don't know how things are going to turn out. Desperate hardships in the midst of a crisis. But at the end, God defeated the army and King Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah overcame, conquered the enemy and took over their stuff. Somebody Wherever you are, say, but God. Listen, all three of these examples reminds us of the miracle working power of God in times of desperation. All three of these, they did not happen when they were at the top of their emotional experience. They were going through valley experiences and God stepped in right away. All three of these examples could have been situations where others saw them as hopeless. Others saw them as already being defeated. But God saw them and saw that situation as in need of miracle. I'm here to tell you today, it doesn't matter what others see you going through. What matters is that God knows your situation. And God says when others say you are hopeless, God says you are right for a miracle. The question for us today is that can we see others as God sees them? In the text, That we have chosen for today, we have a powerful example of someone who was desperate for a miracle in his life. Someone perhaps who was considered as one of the deplorables. someone who was considered as a public nuisance. But God, Jesus saw him in a different light. Let us look at this text. First of all, the text occurs on a particular road on the outskirts of Jericho, one of the busiest roads in the region. This text is so significant and Mark records it because it happened during Passion Week. In fact, this was the last healing of Jesus recorded in Mark's gospel. It happened during a time in which Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover and to prepare to die on the cross. If you read earlier, you'll see that a vast multitude, a great multitude of people were following Jesus for various reasons. One, they thought he was going to Jerusalem To overthrow their enemies. They wanted to be a part of Jesus' army. They thought this is the man that's going to restore us back to our position. In fact, if you read the text, you'll see that the sons of Zebedee, John and James, came to Jesus secretly behind the other disciples' back. Just to say to him that when you get into your kingdom... We want a cherished position. Please allow us to sit on your left and your right hand. They thought this would be their time of reckoning. This would be the time in which Jesus would triumphantly go in and take over and defeat their enemies. But in order to get to Jerusalem, look at this. And this is why I love Mark's gospel. This is why During our miracle working series, I took most of the miracles from Mark's gospel. Mark is so simplistic. Mark is so clear as he shares this. Mark says that on their way to Jerusalem, they had to go through Jericho. They had to travel down this busy road. This road was where those who were disabled, please note this, those who were desperate, those who were outcasts stood on the side or laid on the side or placed on the side of the road begging for assistance. Now, let me show you the dichotomy or the difference in these two examples. On one side of the road, you had people traveling To Jerusalem for the Passover. These were more wealthy people. These were more affluent people. These were religious leaders, people with a lot of resources. On the other side of the road, you had people who could not go to Jerusalem. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Henry, in his commentary of the text, says everybody were not allowed to go. If you were disabled, if you were too poor, too sick, you couldn't go to the Passover. So your goal was to stay there on the side of the road and hope that those religious leaders and those who were in a festive mood on their way to the Passover would have mercy on you and drop a little something in your cup. It was Passover. It was the season of mercy. And so it was a good time if you were a beggar, it was a good time if you needed some assistance because people usually responded in a more abundant way, a merciful way during that time of the year. In fact, one uh, gospel scholar uh, said it was the best time uh, to be in need and you were at the right place because you were on that road Jericho on the way to Jerusalem now the key was to position yourself I'm going somewhere to position yourself in the right place so if the right people would come by uh, they would see you and here's the key hear your plea for mercy it was usually those with the strongest voice, the loudest, those uh, uh, who were more animated, who can who can yell, those who had the ability uh, to maybe wave something and say, here I am. Help me. I, I need some help. And oftentimes people would stop and they would plant a seed of mercy into someone's life. Jesus was coming down that road. I'm going somewhere. Jesus, week of Passover, week as he's preparing his death, was coming down the road. The last recorded healing in Mark's Gospel. Jesus coming down the road, a multitude of people, not only following Jesus, but on their way to Jerusalem. Jesus had gathered so many people around him, Because remember what had happened. uh, He had raised Lazarus from the dead. He had done all of these other miraculous things because they knew people knew in their mind something special about this Jesus. This is so important uh, to what I want you to hear. But they really didn't know who he was. They knew he had the ability to do some miraculous things, but they weren't convinced if he was no greater than Elijah or the Old Testament or some other prophet. All they knew is that Jesus had done things no one else could do. Why are you saying that, Pastor Jackson? Because I want to let you know what Bartimaeus knew that they did not know. Going down that road, big commotion, people all around, People yelling and screaming, uh, I want mercy, drop something in the cup, put something in my blanket, Uh, give me a seat, throw me a blessing. But the text says this, Bartimaeus, same road, perhaps same condition as others, but he wanted something different he wanted something more than just a little help in the cup (laughs) he really wanted a miracle (laughs) he really needed a miracle others wanted something in the cup (laughs) but bartimaeus said i need a miracle if i get a miracle i can put something in my own cup i can do what i cannot do for myself. Look at the text. Look at the text. The text tells us that three key insights, three key things happen with this experience with this blind man by the name of Bartimaeus and Jesus. The first is this. The text says that Jesus heard that that, that Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing by. Romans 10. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, Jesus wasn't the only one passing by, but somehow the word had gone out in the masses that this man named Jesus is passing by. He could not see, but he heard that Jesus was passing by. The problem with a lot of us today is that we want to see our way through it and not hear our way through it. Faith does not come by what you see. Faith does not come by what you see is happening on your behalf. You've got to hear God's word and believe that God can do it even when you cannot see it. The text says he heard that Jesus was passing by. And so Bartimaeus on this road with hundreds, if not thousands of other people, he heard something. He heard that this man Jesus was passing by. The second key insight tells us a little bit about Bartimaeus that others did not have. He acknowledged who Jesus was was for the first time recorded in the gospels, the name, the son of David is used for Jesus. And it was given and said by a blind man named Bartimaeus on a Jericho road. Let me help you out. Uh, The son of David wasn't just a nice cliche to stroke Jesus's ego. David was the the great patriotic king of Israel. And the Old Testament says the Messiah shall come and he shall be the son of David. Not once yet in the Gospels do we see this term associated with Jesus. We hear it Matt. For the first time, from a blind man who could not see on the Jericho road. He knew something. He acknowledged something about Jesus that others would not acknowledge. Others saw him as a guy who can do some wonderful and unusual things. But Bartimaeus said, I know that you are more than just a good man with some supernatural power, you are the Messiah. You are the son of David. You are the one that we had been looking and waiting for. So they asked the question, what 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 was it about Bartimaeus that caught Jesus' attention? This is it. Why did Jesus stop in his tracks when he heard Bartimaeus' plea? Because Jesus, you remember I told you first point, Bartimaeus heard something. Jesus heard something from Bartimaeus that he had not heard from anybody else. You are the Messiah. I'm blind, cannot see. I'm desperate. I'm broke. Nobody thinks I'm anything. I'm a deplorable to some people. I am a public nuisance. But I know who you are. You are the son of David. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he said it passionately and loudly. Some of us are too cute to get our America. Some of us are too reserved. We don't want folk to know that we care about Jesus like that. He says, this is my one chance uh, to get to the man who's able to give me what I really want. Jesus, son of David. Then look at what he says. Have mercy on me. The Bible says that those that were with him and on the side of the road said to him, be quiet. You are too loud. You are embarrassing us. Be quiet. Or you are making a public nuisance about yourself. Now, one translation goes on to say, not only did he say, it, but he demonstrated he could not see. And so he did not really know who was around him, but it did not matter. Perhaps his hands went up and he began to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me let me stop for just one moment because sometimes we've got to say to god like we feel it from the depths of our heart what we want from the is there anybody out there right now know who jesus is and you don't care what other folk think about your praise you can care less of what they say about your demonstration somebody ought to just cry out right now son of david Come on wherever you are right now it's a good time it's a good time to get loud for the Lord it's a good time to get passion for the Lord passion uh, passion brings a response Jesus son of David have mercy on me and then look at this look at this Jesus stops Something catches his attention. When you know who Jesus is, when you know that he's no ordinary man and you acknowledge it, no matter where you are, you get his attention. He captured Jesus' attention. Thousands of people around Jesus, great multitude all around. And he heard this one loud voice that stood out Jesus my Messiah Jesus my son of David Jesus the way maker Jesus the heart fixer Jesus the mind regulator Jesus who can fix my family Jesus who make a way out of no way Jesus water in the desert who is he to you is there anybody right now what do you need him to be take take 30 seconds and give god your best praise come on come on somebody walk around your living room wherever you are come on somebody what's his name what is his name call him call him Let your sons and daughters call his name. And then look, Jesus says, go get him and bring him to me. And now all of a sudden, the critics change their tune. They say, be of good cheer. Be happy. He calleth you. Ah, The Bible says, can I preach this? The Bible says Bartimaeus jumps up, throws off his coat. That is symbolic to I submit to you. I am your servant. I am about to worship you. Throws off his coat. Run to Jesus. And Jesus asks a rhetorical question. Remember, there were no questions Jesus could ask that he didn't already know the answer. Jesus says to Bartimaeus, what is it that I can do for you? He just wanted to make sure that you just didn't want something in the cup. Wanted to make sure and wanted others to know that this man was different. And the reason I called him aside and not anyone else because he wanted something that others did not want. He needed something and he did not mind expressing it that others would not express. What is it I can do for you? And Bartimaeus says in verse 51, my teacher, my rabbi, my leader, look at it, personalize it. You're my teacher. I want to see. That's what I want. I want a big thing. I don't need a few quarters in the cup. I want to see. Is there anybody here today that got the unmitigated God, the audacity to ask God for a big thing? anybody can ask God for what you want I want to see I don't want you to just make my son better my daughter better save them convert them make them into mighty men and women of God I need you to turn my situation around somebody ask God for a big thing come on somebody right now help me ask God for a big thing somebody ask God Ask God, ask God, take 20 seconds wherever you are and ask God for something big. Come on, come on, come on, come on right now, right now, right now, right now. Lift those hands, come on, man. lift those hands. I need it Lord, I need, it. I want to see, it.
1: touch me. Bless me. Bless me. Bless me, Lord. Bless my house. Bless my family. Bless my career. Touch my body.
0: Come on, Zion. Come on, people of God. Come on, people of God. God told me to give you a moment just to think about it and just to ask God, you gotta, what do you want? What do you want? What do. Woo! That's right, that's right, that's right. Listen, I want to see. that's what I want Lord keep the quarters Lord keep the little handouts that everybody else is asking for I want to see somebody right now is asking God for a big thing Somebody needs God to do something that only God can do. Who am I preaching to? Somebody needs God to turn a situation around that only God can turn it around. Somebody shout right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. I wish I had a full church in here. I would ask somebody to stand and declare right now, Lord. I need it right. I need it. I need it right now. (laughs) Now listen. Here it is. Jesus in verse 52 says to Bartimaeus, look at what he says. He never said to him, regain your sight. Mac, he never said to Bartimaeus, here it is. You can now see. What does he say? Look at the text. Look at verse 52. Ah, Come on, just look at that for one moment. I put it on the board. The first word in the text followed by a comma says go. (laughs) You want to see? Go and act like you're already seeing. (laughs) You want to do a big thing for you? Go. As if it is already done. Who am I preaching to? You can't just sit there and wait for the manifestation. You've got to go as if it has already happened. Somebody ought to get up from the side of the road and walk and act as if it is already done. Go! The text says go! And then Jesus says something. Note for Your faith has healed you. What faith? The faith to believe that Jesus has the power to do it. (laughs) Somebody ought to. Stay right. I'm almost done, but I just I've got to drive this point home. The faith to believe that even if he doesn't do it, he has the power to do it. Even if he doesn't heal me, he has the power to do it. Even if you don't raise my family member up, I know you still have the power to do it. The faith to believe that God can do it. Any witnesses in here?
1: Somebody come on and tell them thank you. Tell the Lord thank you. Tell the Lord thank you.
0: Look at verse 52. Look at verse 52 again. Go for your faith has healed you and then the miracle. (laughs) Oh good God almighty. After you get up and go and act like it's already done here comes the miracle (laughs) don't miss that go for your faith God spoke the word before he backed the word up with the miracle because if you don't believe the word you'll never get the miracle (laughs) you've got to believe the word before you see the miracle somebody 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 is at the stage of your life right now where you say lord i'm standing on your word i i believe that you can do it even before i see it and here's what the text says and instantly and right away and at that moment the man could see at what moment at the moment he got up and went and Jesus spoke the word. And the text says, and he followed Jesus down the road. Here's the key He followed Jesus down the road. Where was down the road? Calvary. Where was down the road? Brother Bill, the cross. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. Where was down the road? persecution, chastisement. When God blesses you, you'll follow him no matter where he goes. Listen, there are three key takeaways that I want to share with you as we conclude this message. Three key things that you need to remember. One is this. We must acknowledge the one Somebody wherever you are say he's the one we must acknowledge the one who is the real miracle worker in our lives. It's not your mother, your father, it's not your pastor, it's not a neighbor or a friend. Amen. Keep that there on that board. The real miracle worker is Jesus. We must acknowledge the one. (laughs) Somebody, wherever you are, lift your hands and say, he's the one. Son of David. He's the one. He's the one who can make things better in your house. He is the one. Second key takeaway from this message today is this. We must be willing to cry out and ask the Lord for what we really need in our life. He sees, he hears us cry out. I don't care where you are. I don't care where you work. I don't care what your position is. You have to submit yourselves to the point where even in the midst of a crowd, he is the son of David. And I need him to have mercy on me. And here's the third and the final point. When God blesses you. When God turns the situation around. We must be willing to faithfully follow and serve the Lord. Too many of us have benefited from the mercy of God. And we've not followed him. We've not faithfully committed ourselves to go where he was going. This man followed Jesus to Jerusalem. It is believed that he followed Jesus to the cross. Some of the disciples wouldn't even follow him to the cross. (laughs) But this man perhaps followed Jesus all the way to the cross. Why? Because God had done something for him that only God can do. Listen, there's a reason why God told me to preach this message. Someone, wherever you are right now, you are that man. You are that person that's sitting, standing, yelling, screaming, hollering, crying, by the Jericho Road and you're saying to the Lord I need you Lord I need something from you right now Lord I need a miracle I really need a miracle in my life the gospel artist Smokey Norfolk said not a second or another minute not an hour or another day but at this moment,
1: whoo,
0: <laughs> I'm talking to someone right now. At this moment, ah, with my arms outstretched, I need you, Lord, to make a way. Whoo, uh, as you've done so many times before, any living witnesses? <laughs> Through a window or an open door. I stretch my hands to thee. Ooh. Come, rescue me. Somebody lift those hands and tell the Lord, I need you. I need you right away. Ooh. Come on, Brother Bill. Praise team. Somebody right now needs something from the Lord. Ooh. It's hard. <laughs> it's difficult. Ooh. Your backs are against the wall. You feel a sense of desperation. Ah. But I, I'm here to let you know how Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you not just as someone who is hopeless. But someone who's about to get a miracle. In your life, come on, join us right now, and you've got to worship Him right now. Uh, stop what you're doing right now and begin to lift those hands. And come on, tell Him not a second, to, ooh,
1: not uh, a second,
0: or another minute, or
1: another minute,
0: not an hour, <laughs> uh,
1: not an hour, no not a day.
0: Ooh, uh, Right now, at this moment. At this
1: moment <laughs> How many of the
0: worshipers can lift those hands right now? Stop what you you're way doing way wherever you are. Yeah. If you can just pause. You you, if you're on your couch, stand to your feet and just lift those hands in front of the computer, in front of the TV, wherever you are now.
1: Through a window yeah. or an open door, Listen on the radio, I
0: begin to worship him. Uh,
1: My hands to me.
0: Ah uh, Lord, uh, please
1: come rescue me. Uh, I need you right away. Uh, I need you now.
0: <laughs> Sing Bill, yeah. yeah. I, I
1: yeah. need you now. Somebody
0: say right now. <laughs> Somebody needs a miracle right now. I I
1: need need you
0: now. Lord, I need you right now. Right now.
1: I need you now. Yeah. Uh, Lord, not another second. I can't wait another minute. Not an hour or another day. Lord, I need you right away. If I'd never needed you before, uh, come on, yeah, yeah. To show up and restore all, all the things that i let slip (laughs) while i was yet searching the world for more the truest friend i have in need yeah yeah lord you're the best friend i have indeed so i i lift my hands to Thee. please come rescue me I need you right away. The, tell them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, come on. the agony of being alone. I've been
0: there, Lord, yes.
1: Yeah. Fear of doing things on my own. Defeat the trials of life that beat upon me, Lord. I know that in you I have victory. Uh-huh. I, I need
0: it. Y'all excuse us, we're about to go somewhere Oh, bless me Oh, bless Somebody lift your hands right now, now My
1: My Savior uh, hey. uh, Here I am, God uh, I uh, Come
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh. To that again for us, Bill. This is for somebody wherever you are. I need, I need, yeah, yeah. The, ah, you sound like your daddy, Bill.
1: Yeah, I need, yeah. Ah, y'all, excuse us. Uh, This takes us back. Anybody need
0: something from the Lord right now? Lord, I need you to do something for my family right, right now. now. Lord, I, Lord, I need, need, I need you to do something
1: right now. Oh, bless. Uh, hopeless, I need you to touch somebody right now. Oh, hopeless, oh, hopeless. Oh, Hey, I, I come. Come on, somebody. I, I come to
0: you gotta yeah, right walk around it. Just tell Lord. the Lord, I need it, Lord. We I need, need
1: you. God. I need a miracle hey. right now. Hey. I need a blessing right now. Oh, bless I need now. it right now. Now. right now. Right now. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, somebody. My, my Come on somebody. Come on it. Come on it. From the depths of your belly, Shabbat the Lord your God.
0: Someone on this first Sunday in October, the year 2020, needs a miracle in their life right now. Others may see them as desperate and even despicable, but we see them as needing a miracle right now. Somebody needs a breakthrough right now. Someone's family needs to be healed right now. Someone's body needs to be touched right now. Someone's finances need to be restored right now. God, we need something that only you can do. Bartimaeus, acknowledge who you were. Son of David he cried have mercy on me somebody needs mercy right now somebody needs you to do something that only you can do some grandparents praying for their family some sick mothers praying for a health some family who's experiencing loss right now Lord you can mend the broken heart. Have your way, Lord. Do what only you can do. But we know, Lord, when you move, when you make a way, it is already done. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. Wherever you are, lift those hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Come on. Brother. Come on and praise him. I need you now, Lord. Come on. Call that number on the screen right now. Uh, Call 888-776-1238. That's somebody's testimony right now. Lord, I need
1: you
0: now. Mm,
1: Thank you for this message. Thank you, Lord. Not, Not. another second. Ooh. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, another minute. Ooh. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. another day. Ooh. But Lord, I need you yeah. right, right, Listen, right away.
0: maybe there's somebody here as Bill softly sing this song. I want to invite you to make Jesus your savior. You've tried to fix it on your own. It has not worked. You've now come to the point where you know that if God doesn't intervene in your life, that you will not make it. Maybe you're needing just a church family. Maybe you're not connected to any ministry. And it doesn't matter where you are. We now have virtual fellowships with people all over the world, all over this country, all over this world. In fact, call that number right now. We want to pray for you. We want to be your covering. We want to be there when you need someone to touch and agree with you. There will be a time in all of our lives in which we all will declare, Lord, I really need a miracle. One last time, Bill, tell my I I need you. Thank you. Uh Lift those hands as we prepare for the benediction right now. I need you. (laughs) Take that song with you all day today. I need you. you (laughs) Uh, All day today. Take it to work with you tomorrow. I need need. you. Wherever you go take it with you right now yeah yeah
1: not another second. yeah no huh. another yeah. Thank
0: you Lord in Jesus hour Pastor Matt comes as we prepare for the communion right now Lord I
1: need you I need you I need you come on I need you yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. Away. Right
2: where you are, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I need a miracle. Need a miracle. Somebody just say, Lord, I need a miracle. Yes, Lord. Thank God for the word of God. What an awesome word. Seeing others as God see them. Amen. As we prepare for our holy communion virtuous service. We ask that you, if you're in your home, if you would go prepare for that virtual communion by going and getting your supplements right now, the bread and the juice. We're going to ask our praise team to give us a selection and then we're going to come back, read our communion scripture and then administer the communion as you prepare in the name of Jesus.
1: And amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene, and wonder why he would love me. I was a sinner. Love is marvelous. Wonderful. wonderful, so truly wonderful. My Savior's love for me, His love for me, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. is His love, My wonderful, wonderful. wonderful. For
2: is his love, my love for me. Amen. As we prepare to administer our holy communion, our scripture says, For I've received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily, With the world, let us pray. Father, we just thank you once again for allowing us to participate in this Holy Communion. God, we thank you for this bread that represents your body. We thank you for the wine that represents the blood that you shed on Calvary. Now, God, bless us as we partake of these holy sacraments. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And the scripture once again said, And on the same night in which he was betrayed, he said, take, eat, this is my body, which has been broken for you. This blood is the New Testament in my blood, which has been shed. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this wine, you, should, you do show my death until I come. Let us commune. Father, we thank you for allowing us to participate in this holy communion service god we thank you for the blood that you shed on calvary the song says what shall wash away my sins nothing but the blood of jesus now god dismiss us from this place but never from your presence let us find peace as we return to our destinations in jesus name we pray and all of god's children said amen his
1: love for me love for me Wonderful, Wonderful. is His love
3: thank everyone for tuning in if you desire prayer please call one 776 1238 there are many safe secure and easy ways to give to bible way church of atlas road online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org you can choose to give through your bank checking debit or savings account or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this sermon was a blessing to you, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, please be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.